This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. Earlier this week, I was cleaning up a little in the rectory, and I moved a table to make room for a Christmas tree. While I thought we were keeping things relatively clean, I was amazed at what I found under the table. There was, of course, a ton of dog hair and dust. There were some old leaves crumpled up, but also I found a quarter, which will come in handy at 7-Eleven. I found a writing pen I thought I'd lost, and I found a postcard someone sent me years ago that I often use as a bookmark. There, in the midst of dust and filth, I found treasures. As I continued to clean, thinking about the scriptures for this upcoming Sunday, I thought about how well this activity really illustrates today's scriptures. The prophets call us to repent, to clean up the sin in our lives, because in doing so, we'll find goodness, hidden treasure, and a new sense of the love of God. Especially in our culture, I think we've inherited a combination of attitudes around sin. Many simply dismiss any talk of sin as something outdated or left over from a time when the church used superstition and power to rule over the lives of the faithful. Maybe some of us feel like we've heard quite enough of sin, thank you. But for those of us who at least are involved with God and seek to be in better relationship with God and other people and and notice sin, we get confused as well. One attitude is to, to look at sin as intensely personal. It has to do with me and my relationship with God and not much else. And so it's up to me and me alone with God's spirit to, to fix things. Well, on the other extreme is is to view that I really don't have much control over sin and it's all communal or social or institutional. Well, if we begin to think about sin and about repenting or turning from sin, turning more towards God, how do we balance these dynamics, the personal and the communal? John the Baptist worked at this by quoting Isaiah. Prepare the way of the Lord, he said. Make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Sin is indeed personal, but it has communal effects. In the, in the same way, when I repent and am restored to new fellowship with God, that also brings with it a restoration to right relationship with other people. It makes the way not only for justice, but it makes for a way of peace. When I began to think about how to approach sin, how to think about sin, I get confused as, as well as anyone else. And often I don't find the church really helps me think that through But one place I do find helpful is in the vision of a 14th century mystic and holy woman, Julian of Norwich. When Julian was 30 years old, she almost died from a fever or some other ailment. 
While she was sick, she received a vision from God. She wrote down her vision and then prayed about it for another 20 years, and she wrote down another extended version of the vision. You can look them up online or or on a bookseller. They're called The Revelations of Divine Love to Julian of Norwich or The Showings of Divine Love to Julian. Well, in one of her visions, the, the vision of the Lord and servant, Julian sees a great Lord who has a devoted servant. The Lord sends the servant off on some errand, and the servant is excited to do it. But then something horrible happens. The servant falls into a ditch. The servant is injured. As Julian writes, the servant groans and moans and tosses about and writhes, but cannot rise to help himself in any way. And all this time his loving Lord looks on him most tenderly with great compassion and joy. She goes on to explain that in her vision the servant was diverted from looking on his Lord but his will was preserved in God's sight. I saw the Lord commend and approve him for his will, but he himself was blinded and hindered from knowing this will. And this is a great sorrow and a cruel suffering to him, for he neither sees clearly his loving Lord, who is so meek and mild to him, nor does he truly see what he himself is in the sight of his loving Lord." What an amazing vision Julian offers us to imagine that that sin often is accidental. We mean well, we're filled with God and we go on our way and then we fall, we mess up, we do something for which we feel very, very sorry. And in falling, we can't quite see that God is still watching and and smiling and loving and and eager for us to get up and, and keep moving. Sometimes we need a boost. We ask for others to help us. Sometimes we simply need to do some climbing, get dirty, use our own spiritual and physical muscles and get up and get out of the ditch. It is the work of spiritual discernment for us to learn how and what is needed to get out of the ditch. God gives us the church for help, the Bible for help, saints, the traditions, God gives us one another, God gives us counseling and therapy, all sorts of things to help us untangle what binds us and keeps us in the ditch. The opening prayer for this second Sunday of Advent has us ask God that we might be given the grace to heed the warnings of the prophets and forsake our sins, that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. May that be our prayer this season of Advent and always. On December 5th at the 11 o'clock a.m. Holy Eucharist, the choir sang an anthem called The Time is Coming by the contemporary composer Jeremy Rawson. It's based on a text from Jeremiah 33.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.